This is Football 401k, broadcasting on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now your hosts, Bo Repka and RJ Choppy. Welcome to episode three of season four of the Football 401k. I am RJ Choppy of 105.3 The Fan. He is uh, Bo Repka from the Football Glory Hall. We have a great show in store for you today. We are going to look at how the differences between week one and week two in the NFL season uh, really have taken shape. We're going to upgrade and downgrade some teams. We're going to do a look ahead, uh, see how the lines have moved between week one and week two in terms of where they were when training camps opened. You know, that's big. That's what, you know, the offseason lines, I mean, those are some of the ones that you're going to get where they're at their most truest form. And then you have some over and under reactions of teams getting valued. And then, of course, at the end, as we always do, Bo, of uh, the best bets, the pizza money parlay, the college games of the week. So why don't we just start off where we have upgraded and downgraded some teams after week one. Do you want to go in reverse alphabetical order with the upgrades first? How do you want to do it? Sure. Reverse alphabetical order works. <laughs> yeah. All right. So taking a look at the four or so teams that, uh, that we have upgraded between where we were at the start of the year and where we are now looking after week one. Yeah, so first team up is Arizona. Uh, their slot upgrade from la- from where they were going into last week, that was a very impressive performance they held in Tennessee. Uh, but impressive to us and probably the numbers for a different reason than people. Of course, the public's going to go crazy about Kyler and him making all the plays, and he looks spectacular. But I'm old enough to remember, you know, about week seven or eight last year at Shopee where he was the second odds-on favorite to win the MVP. And, you know, they kind of faded down the stretch as coach bro in Arizona does tend to do. He did that in Texas tech. He's done it so far in Arizona. So that's not the reason why the upgrade. Uh, I mean, I think we know what Kyler is by now. He's a pretty good player. The slide upgrade is because last year, choppy, their defense was 10th overall on DVOA. So they had a really good defense in Arizona, but to come out and do that week one. And, you know, you and I have talked about it many, many times. Defense does not always carry over, at least to not to the level where it might have been the year before. You might have went from great to good or from good to great. You know, it can go either way. But for them to go on the road and dominate a Tennessee team that finished third last year, overall DVOA and offense, and quite frankly, a quarterback in Tannehill has been top five in EPA plus CPOE the last two years, you know, really under the radar kind of guy. That is really what upgraded him the numbers, um, you know, that that's really where we're at in Arizona. So it was really a heck of a start for them come out on the road and just totally dominate both sides mm-hmm. of the ball. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, it really was. And, and, you know, I thought like going into the year, I was, I was lukewarm on Arizona. I didn't know what to think. Uh, you know, coach bro is what he is. Right. Uh, but, but, you know, I've always been a Kyler guy, you know, but I, I didn't really know what to think. I mean, they, they should have, they, they shouldn't have beat Buffalo last year. And they were right there at the end trying to make a postseason run. And, and, and they, they fell short. They lose Chicago on that final day. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you can't beat Chicago to make the postseason, I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of the reason why we're not going to go crazy. The numbers are going to upgrade them. But here, and here's the other thing that makes it most impressive personally to me because I get to see the numbers behind the scenes. Uh, overall, our power rankings pick every game, right? We don't bet out every game, obviously, but there was three games this last week that were a zero delta, and this was one of them, which means the numbers were right on, or the spread was right on where we thought it was supposed to be. Our numbers said, 
our numbers went eight and five in 13 gradable games against the spread. So our numbers were pretty good. They were pretty accurate rolling in. So for them to outperform this badly against our numbers, that's pretty impressive as well. Yeah, that is pretty impressive. Okay, let's go to the next team. Let's go to Denver. Uh, this is this is fascinating because, you know, they didn't really play a great team. They played the Giants. And uh, the Giants are not anything that's uh, special. I don't think the Giants would be very good. But when you win a game and, and you know, Teddy Bridgewater is a veteran quarterback. Uh, he's not some kid. So we know a lot about him. Uh, at least we think we do. But I also yeah. think that he's not as good as he could have been had he not had that injury. Where are we with Denver? Yeah, Denver does get a, a pretty good upgrade from the numbers on this one. This was actually our worst loss of the week. It was one of our two losses in the Super Contest. Uh, we did have the Giants plus three. And, you know, if Danny Dimes doesn't cough that ball up in, in the red zone, maybe, you know, they were going in to get in the cover right there. It was still kind of early in the second half or fourth quarter. So, you know, maybe who knows what happens if he doesn't. If they score the touchdown, that's how football goes. Our football go, as Ron Washington would say. Uh but it did happen, and from then, they just couldn't recover, and Denver completely dominated the game from that point forward. That's the reason for the upgrade. It's not because they beat a Giants team that's not going to be very good and not going to make the postseason, obviously. Uh, Denver probably isn't going to make the postseason either, though, if we're being honest. And for two teams in that kind of below-average caliber, which is what they are, they went on the road. They dominated uh, the performance statistically for sure. So that's the reason why they do get the upgrade from the numbers. I'm not going to go crazy about it. Teddy Bridgewater is what he is. We all know who Teddy Two Gloves is. So I think at the end of the day, they're going to be right around that over under eight mark, eight and a half mark that they started out in Vegas. We'll see where they end up, but they'll probably be, you know, seven and 10, somewhere around in there. Okay. All right. How about, um, how about the Bengals? You know, the Bengals win an overtime game over, over the, the, the Vikings. Uh, and Jamar Chase actually was able to catch a ball without stripes on it. I thought this was kind of fantastic for him. Uh, and, and, and all joking aside, I felt really happy for him. Uh, he yeah. was, he was a fantastic college player. You don't just forget how to catch a ball. Something was going on right. there. Um, and, and, I, and I feel really, really happy that he was able to put this, uh, you know, put that preseason behind him and play well, but are we upgrading Cincinnati? And if so, how much? Not very much we are upgrading cincinnati the numbers are upgrading cincinnati not a huge upgrade here but if you think about the way that game went it took a pretty good effort for minnesota to come back in that game cincinnati was uh dominating the game for most of the game but minnesota was able to come back on it now cincinnati did win at the end but if you look at the overall statistics and the efficiency of the statistics that's what's going to upgrade cincinnati here uh as far as the numbers going in the game was split for us it was a no play um, so it could have went either way as far as the numbers setting anything today, it could have went either way, right? They, they won overtime and a field goal. So the game did what it was supposed to do. That's not why since he gets the upgrade, since he gets the upgrade simply because they were so much more efficient than the numbers had them projected going in again, not a good football team, not going to be a good football team, nothing to go crazy about, but good, good opening win for them for sure. All right. Very good. And then finally the chargers, um, how do you judge a team that wins a game when the other team's quarterback kind of gets banged up? Yeah, the reason why the Chargers are getting this is actually the most it was the most impressive victory to me uh, of the entire weekend and to, quite frankly, a lot of our brethren in the Sharp community because Washington was the most played team in the Super Contest. Uh, so a lot of people, you know, our constituents 
that are in that super contest in Vegas, you know, a lot of us were on Washington and, you know, the Chargers went in there and they won the football game. Now there was a moment where, you know, the, the Washington football team got a turnover in the red zone, got the ball back, killed the momentum Chargers had. They also had the lead, but then Gibson coughs it up at like their own five yard line of the next play that turned the game. And that's where the Chargers went on to win. Um, so the game itself could have went either way. But, again, from a statistic standpoint, from an efficiency standpoint, the Chargers were so much better than the football team. It's not even close. Uh, and if you looked at, if you just watched the game, you know, that great defensive line for Washington, and it is a great defensive line, they barely even sniffed, you know, Justin Herbert the entire game. And he was able to just sit back there and throw them, and he was pretty good. Like, he wasn't, wasn't the best we've ever seen Justin Herbert, but he was – pretty good for his first real road game uh really really impressed yeah. with the charges and I, I, I like i said a lot of our constituents in vegas were really impressed with them too man rashawn slater did not allow chase young to get near the quarterback and nope. you know he uh, just he was there and was the, you know he was there derwin james him. oh you're talking about uh for the oh for the cowboys yeah, yeah. he was there yeah, I think a tackle is probably more valuable than linebacker. I mean, I'm again, I'm not a scout or a personnel guy, but just you I'm don't just need saying. to. Be. I play one on the radio. <laughs> you don't need to be, man. Just just make it up as you go along. That's kind of what I do. Well, I'll tell you, somebody who's not making it up is uh, Derwin James. That dude hasn't played football in two years after a rookie year where he was the first team All Pro as a rookie. Yeah, he was the number one rated safety in all of football after Week One by PFF. That dude looks like he hasn't missed a single beat, and he is a true game changer in the back mm -hmm. end of that Chargers defense. If that guy's healthy, and I'll just say this right now, my partner James over the football glory hole, he picked the Chargers to win this division preseason. Wow, good for Kind of shocking, yeah. That's how much faith he has in this team and this roster. I think he's a little bit out of his mind, but you know what? If they can protect Herbert like that and James stays healthy all year, they got a puncher's chance. I'll say that. Yeah, they, they absolutely do. All right, let's go to some downgrades. Uh, one of these teams uh, I, I am forever disappointed in. One of them, <laughs> I think, just had a bad week. Uh, yeah. Well, two of them, I think, had a bad week. Yeah. And then there's two others on this list that I, I, you know, one of them I wonder about regression, and the other one I just, you know, they've been good for so long. Yeah. Let's just start about the first one. Listen, I, I will never understand how a team – that has so many weapons can never win. And that's Atlanta. They like since the Super Bowl, they cannot figure out a way to get out of their own way. Right. They're still hung over from that game. <laughs> like trade oh. Matt, please trade Matt Ryan to a place where he might have a chance again. Yeah, uh, if you could get anybody to take him at this point, that's the problem with that one. Now, this game was a zero delta in our power ranking. So, and I know everybody's going to go crazy, nuts over Philly, but Atlanta was already our best bet in the South in the preseason to go under the seven and a half. They're not a very good football team. They're not going to be a very good football team. So, Philly beat not a very good football team. But again, Philly's not a very good football team either, or we don't think they're going to be. And they were zero-point delta, so they did way, way outperform expectations. This is why Atlanta gets the downgrade now. And it, they performed worse. I mean, I don't know how any amount of data could 
predict that Philly was going to perform over expectations that way. They could win the game, but that was just a whipping. Now, your boy Matt Ryan, Choppy, speaking of that, has gotten progressively worse over the last few years. You and I have talked about it. In 2019, he was 14th EPA plus CPOE. You know, that's just above league average. Last year, he was 19th, so just below league average, just below rookie and Joe Burrow on a terrible team. And then Sunday, he threw for 164 yards on 35 attempts. So I know he's still capable of having great games here and there. I know it's in there. I know because he's yeah, been QBR, a great player. His QBR is still – it's got a really high floor to it. His, yeah. He doesn't have his ceiling anymore, though. His ceiling's gone. Yeah, and those great performances are becoming less and less frequent. And, again, Atlanta, Atlanta's just not going to be a very good football team, but that was even worse than – I mean, I don't, I don't see how you could thought they were going to be that bad at home to open the season versus, again, a team that's not going to be very good in Philly either. So no, that, that was pretty, not. that was pretty disappointing. All right. How about green Bay? Uh, was that just a uh, blip? Uh, how, how are we going to judge green Bay after this one? So just because the numbers were so bad, they have to be downgraded slightly. Now I'm not going to go nuts over it. It was one game, just like Aaron Rodgers said, and quite frankly, uh, you know, it make nobody smiles more than me probably of Aaron Rodgers struggling. Cause I really don't care for that dude much at all. He's a great quarterback, one of the greatest of all time, but, you know, he's kind of a kind of a D-bag, so kind of makes me happy when he struggles. But I think there's no way that they don't win this division. I don't think there's any way they don't win double game or double digits games. I don't think there's any way they're not there in the end, some sort of a player. The only way that's even possible is if Rodgers is truly just checked out and is just collecting a paycheck. I can't see. I mean, even – even the kind of dude he is, I can't even say he'll do he would do that, or any professional athlete would really do that. So he's an easy guy to hate. It was a lot of fun to watch them get whipped, but I think at the end of the day, slot downgrade because again, the I heard once that he could have spiked the ball on every snap yeah, he and he would have had a better QBR. Like you're gonna get downgraded from the data when you do something that bad. You, you are. Uh, you know, I, I'm. I still think they're gonna win the division, although. The fight in Dan Campbell's are in first place <laughs> at 0-1. Yes, they are. Everybody's in first place in that division. I think he's the first Lions coach to ever be in first place in his after his first game in the history of that team. Wow. And he did it by losing the game. Uh you know, they're 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 gonna I mean, I'll, I'll probably I might take Green Bay this week with the points over Detroit. Detroit's not yeah. a very good team, even though my boy was no. slinging it all over the field. Um after he was down by 30 points, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, you know, we, we, don't, uh, we don't believe in garbage time. Uh, <laughs> analytics say there's no such thing as garbage time. Uh, so, but, yeah, he was, he was slanging it, man. I couldn't even name you one receiver. Uh, no. How about Tennessee? No, no, no that, that team is so bad. They're so bad. They're but so they fight. Bad. I'll give them that. They fight. They, they fought for Dan. I, I yeah. give him credit on that one. How about Tennessee? Yeah, I – this is, again, more of a data downgrade. I still think they're a good football team. Yeah. They have holes, obviously, defensively, but you knew that going in, so it's nothing that we didn't expect. Right. I think the lack of the offensive efficiency and firepower, that was the shocker to me, and I think that was probably the shocker to anybody that had tenant. Now, we didn't have it. Like I said, it was a zero play for us, but if you were back in Tennessee, I mean, you could, I could have made an argument either way, and if, if you were back in Tennessee, you know your argument was going to be the perpetual underrated of a Ryan Tannehill and that offense, but man, they looked really, really poor uh, in that game. Yeah. So that, that was a big shocker. It was. Now, who are we going to downgrade more between Buffalo and Baltimore? I mean, 
the day, I mean, we were on Pittsburgh. We had Pittsburgh and we had Vegas on the spread. So the data mm-hmm. told us to take Pittsburgh and Vegas. So it's not a shock to us that either team covered. But it is a shock that they both lost, that those, that those teams both, the underdogs we took both won. I saw Pittsburgh maybe winning, you know, maybe if Ben could play, which Ben wasn't good at all. Uh, but they did win the game because uh, that defense just Allen, he looked like he he looked like two years ago, Josh Allen in that game. That's one game, but he looked really, really bad. Uh, the Vegas thing, I didn't see them winning. Uh, I thought they would keep it close just because if Baltimore can't do what they normally do and be efficient in the running game, it's hard for them to sustain leads, you know, of any kind of margin. They'll win football games because, you know, Lamar has a, a knack of making plays, uh, you know, when, at, when the moment's big, I mean, you saw him, the one he had the, his only real pass he completed all game was in crunch time. It was the bomb, right, to put on my head. You know, so he just has that knack that go how to – he knows how to win football games, close ones. And I thought it was going to be a close game, and it was a close game. Uh, but between the, between the two, the data did downgrade Buffalo more just because their offense was less efficient than projected. Baltimore pretty much did what Baltimore was going to do. You didn't really see anything out of no. them that they're not normally going to do. It's just – Vegas made a few more plays and they won the football game. That's pretty much what it came down to. All right. So there's the uh, upgrades and the downgrades after week one. We love to overreact. Overreaction Monday <laughs> is one of my favorite days of the year. And now it's, it's turned into, you know, late week one uh, between week one, week two overreactions. And, and, and that's what we just did here uh, on the football 401k. Look ahead lines. We got the best bets. We got some college picks. We got our pizza money parlay. That's all coming up on the Football 401k. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing the star where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going bank of america is proud to be the official bank of the dallas cowboys and to support the quest of living life the cowboys way copyright 2020 bank of america corporation want to use what the pros use how about the official men's skincare brand of the dallas cowboys jack black right now you can get the jack black starter a curated collection of cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping the starter includes four jack black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word team jb that's getjackblack.com cowboys the jack black starter 10 bucks Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Football 401k. 
RJ Choppy and Bo Repka with you on the Football 401k. We have uh, our best bets still to get to uh, today. We also have our Pete's Money Parlay uh, and the uh, a little bit of overreactioning, as we will, uh, to week one. But let's take a look at the look-aheads. How did we view some of these lines in training camp before the season started versus how they are now after the first week of the season, Bo? Yeah, we got a few that have moved quite a bit, Shop. And if you think that that's way too early, like the, the training camp lines, I'll just say this. Other than the ones I'm about to mention, every other single one is within one point or less of still where that line was. So uh, I promise you, those lines are pretty accurate for the most part. So this is really where you get the value on what moves the most. And it's mostly, unless it's an injury, right, to a starting quarterback, which we really haven't had anything significant so far this year, thankfully. Uh, it's mostly just what the public's seen and where the market's going. So first up, Denver's now a six-point favorite in Jacksonville. They were a one-and-a-half-point favorite when this line first opened. That's four-and-a-half points worth of movement off of one game. Huge market swing here. I'm not really sure it's justified, Choppy. And, you know, we did say last week that Houston was going to win their only football game of the year versus Jacksonville right here on this program. Uh, No, we're not from the future. I've gotten that asked to me a few times. Also, I don't know when the Cowboys are going to win their Super Bowl next or when the McRib is coming back. No. But we are pretty good at predicting football games, and this market is its out of line. Now, I've got a huge trend to illustrate all this and pull it all together when we get done. That's line number one that has moved a ton. Number two, the Rams are now minus four in Indy. This was Indy minus one and a half. Now, that was before all the injuries, Wentz injury stuff, but we've seen him play a game now. So it's still five and a half points of movement. That is huge upgrade, downgrade on Rams, Indy. That is a big, big move. Tampa Bay now hosting Atlanta minus 13. They were minus nine and a half. So it got to four and a half points worse than nine and a half. Again, I think this downgrade is almost all on Atlanta's part. Yeah. Uh, I will say, be. though, well, I'll say on the sharper side of things, Tampa should have covered. Now, I ended up betting with you, Chop. You liked the cows last week, plus the nine points, and it got to nine and a half. I texted that, and I was like, yeah, I'm with you. This is silly. I'm going with the Cowboys. Let's go. But Yeah, I mean, here's the, here, here's my thinking. You know, people will you – know, we, we are all guilty of recency bias. Right. Right. Uh, and, and people were just going to overrate the Tampa run. They were not world beaters last year during the regular season. They were good, but they weren't world beaters. And the other thing is that, you know, teams that throw the ball well typically don't lose NFL games by more than seven or eight points. So I thought yeah, I mean, the play was the count. Right. I thought it should have been four or five. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you were right. Uh, the only thing I'll add to that is on the sharper side of it, why Tampa Bay might getting a, be getting a slight market upgrade here is in the Bobby Belt put this great stat out. Tampa was the first team to ever lose a game where they had a minus three t- turnover differential, 100 yards of penalties, and give up over 400 yards on defense. And they still won. Which they're good, man. On the sharper side, that tells you they're a really good football team, right? Yeah. And a lot of you know people can say, well, if it wasn't for the offensive PI, it wasn't for the missed field goals, yeah, you got to get fortunate to win a game in a way that nobody's ever won a game. You got to get a little bit lucky, but you have to be really good to be in position to win a game when everything goes that wrong. That's the main thing. So that's the the side that nobody's really looking at it from is the side that you do have to be good just to be in position to take advantage of a few breaks, which they absolutely did get. 
Uh, so a little, I think it's a little bit of both, mostly downgrade Atlanta there, though. Seattle, uh, they're now minus five and a half hosting Tennessee. This line was three and a half. That's two points worth of movement, maybe a little bit more than some people would expect here. And Choppy, I just wanted to ask you, you're a big Russell Wilson guy, so am I. But why do you think that Russ plays so well in the very, because I talked about Kyler earlier being second in MVP odds in Vegas. Russ was the number one odds-on favorite to win the MVP for the first eight, nine weeks last season. It seems like he does this every year, but then he fades. Why do you think the reason for that is? That's a good question. I don't know because, you know, he doesn't have small hands, so it's not a mm-hmm. cold-weather thing uh, where you can't grip the football. Uh, like Jared Goff's got smaller hands. Not, I mean, he's 6'5", right. so it's not tiny, tiny hands, but smaller. Uh, I, I really don't know what the reasoning is. I, I, I can't figure it out. Uh, but he was, he was in line for an MVP last year. And then, you know, they let Russ cook and he burnt the damn meal. It was, it was wild. Yeah. And I don't know. I I don't have a good theory on it either. I mean, just if you correlate those two together, maybe they're both smaller guys and all the running around and all the things they have to do to be successful or, or, or just not just the way they play the game, I guess. Maybe it takes a toll on them after eight or nine weeks. I don't know. Cause for either one of those guys to even be playing the NFL is insane. That just tells you what great athletes they are and how good they have to be at playing quarterback at that size to even be in the league is nuts. And to be as successful as Russell Wilson's been is a different level of nuts. So I don't know the reason either. I can't put my finger on it. I mean, the dude, I mean, at any given Sunday, he could look like the best quarterback you've ever seen in your life. So I don't know. Underrated movie, by the way. What's that? Any given Sunday. Oh, was that the one where, uh, Al Pacino, uh, man. It was, oh, it was yeah. Al Pacino and the uh, steaming Willie Beeman. Oh, steaming Willie Beeman has the ladies. Uh, yeah, I won't finish that. But anyway, uh, Sandy, uh, Cameron Diaz was hot in that movie. She was pretty hot. She was. <laughs> uh, Kansas City, now a three and a half point favorite in Baltimore. This game was a pickle. This is three and a half points worth of movement. And Chubby, I said I thought Baltimore slightly got downgraded. Vegas is telling us that they got hugely downgraded because there's no way you can upgrade Kansas City three and a half points after not covering again against the Browns. It has to be a huge downgrade on Baltimore. Man, I'm struggling to see a big downgrade, but the market says it is. So this is another one of those games that I don't know about. And then the last one. Yeah, that is that is interesting because this can't be Kansas City upgrade. It's got to be Baltimore downgraded. Uh, I would imagine you're right on Tampa Bay, Atlanta. It's more Atlanta being downgraded. Um, it's probably Indy being downgraded in the Rams situation. Um, and the Rams being upgraded too. Yeah, I mean, that's a big upgrade. Um, and then Denver Jacksonville. I mean, that's gotta be all Jacksonville. I mean, Denver won, yeah. I know, but it was, yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, no, you're right. It's why, it's why a lot of Denver too. The only so. thing, the only other thing I think on the KC Baltimore thing is if, is Kansas city become, the new Dallas. And by that, I mean, the Cowboys historically get a lot of love in the, in the betting marketplace in Vegas. Yeah. Now, the last couple of years, Choppy, we haven't seen as much of that. They've been pretty, we haven't, we haven't bet on the Cowboys for or against a lot the last couple of years. No, you're there right. There hasn't been any value. No. Which is very strange. Like I said, historically, but Kansas city now, they, they tend to get overinflated every single yeah. week and they did not, they were not successful last year against the spread. No which happens when you get a little too much love in the marketplace. Are they the team that, you know, are pretty easy fade every Sunday? Not that they're going to lose a lot of football games, but, you know, if you don't cover, that's a chance for you to make money against teams that aren't going to cover. So I thought about that too. 
And then the last one, Denver, Green Bay is 10 and a half points. That's this line was seven and a half. So that's a three full points uh, for a team that got blown out versus another team that, you know, in all reality, Detroit got blown out, but they did come back to uh, bad man. If you had, if you had San Fran minus nine, that's a bad, bad beat. And I feel bad for you. Woo, man. But Vegas is telling you right there, three point movement. Do not sell your Packer stock just yet, which is what you and I said earlier. So I think we're right in line with what Vegas is expecting there, but that's still a huge, huge uh, piece of movement there on that Green Bay game. Well, would you touch that game? Uh, well, I'm about to give you a trend that that might make you think about it. Normally, right. I wouldn't, but this is the trend that's going to tie all this together. So since 2014, and this is uh, a sample size of 49 games, so quite a few games. 60.4% of teams that lost by double digits in week one go on to cover the spread in week two. How many percent? 60.4. So six out of every 10. 60%. So say it again. Since 2014, 60.4% of teams that lost by double digits in week one go on to cover the spread in week two. And 47% of those same teams win the game straight up in week two. So... Six out of every 10 cover, about five every, out of every 10 win the next week. Now, there are seven teams that qualify for that this week. You've got Atlanta, you've got Tennessee, you got Indy, you got Jacksonville, Green Bay, Chicago, and the Giants. So, historically, what that means is four out of those seven should cover, and three of them basically should win straight up. Three, that'd be three and a half, but either three yeah. or four. So, four should cover. Three should win just on average. So if you pair those, that trend with the games that I just mentioned, the biggest market movements, you have Atlanta getting moved on pretty heavy. You have Tennessee getting moved on heavy. You have Jacksonville and you got Green Bay. So that's one, two, three, four, five huge movements. Four teams, remember, that seven are going to cover. So you start to see how it all kind of comes together and why a trend becomes a trend. If it's a legit trend, which choppy, most trends are not legitimate. They're, you know, random, coincidental, you know, they come and go through sample size. Mm -hmm. But when you get underlying data that correlates and it's a good sample size, which again, this is 49 games since 2014, really good sample size. It starts to paint a sharper picture of why trends become and trends start to form because historically, like we said last week, like we're saying again this week, those teams, the first impression, first public impression, they get blown out. Guess what? They get undervalued the next week against the spread, and then they end up covering 60% of the time the next week. So if you just bet, historically, if you just bet all seven of those teams blindly this week, you're probably going four and three. You're going to walk away with some cash, right? Yeah. But again, if you want to sharpen it up even more, the five I just mentioned of the seven, probably your bigger uh, chances to – cover out of the seven because the market has moved so much against them which creates right that delta which gives you the maximum value so that's how it all kind of comes together when you talk about such underlying data and a great trend like that so i'm pretty excited about this week shopping that's great stuff man i love that little trend right there uh okay so again since 2014 49 games 60 percent of teams that lose by 10 or more Go on to cover the spread in week two. And 47% of those teams win straight up. Awesome, awesome stuff. This is the football 401k. We still got to get our bets in. 
We got to give you our oh, betting yeah. card for the week. We got to give you a, a pizza money parlay. Make you make your money off $10. We're going to do that next on the football 401k. RJ Choppy, Bo Repka, football 401k. It is time to make some picks. Let's do it. Uh, how about some best bets in the National Football League before we get into college and our pizza money parlay? Yeah, so National Football League. So a little exciting announcement uh, this week. We're going to start posting a picture of our actual ticket yeah. for the Westgate Super Contest on our Twitter account before the noon kickoff. That's at FGH Vegas, Sunday morning before noon kicks. Now, here's a disclaimer, though, on that. The lines in this contest are stale. In other words, when we get the original lines, that's the lines that we pick off of. Sometimes it goes for us. Sometimes it goes against us. We have to make decisions based on that. A good example is last week, we selected San Francisco plus seven and a half. Now, we obviously covered. We didn't get the bad end of the bad beat. But if you would have taken that Sunday when I posted it, you would have got a nine or nine and a half. You would have got beat on that. So just remember when you're looking at this, if you can't get the better end of the number, please don't take the pick. Uh, numbers matter a lot, especially in NFL. Every little single number matters. Maybe not so much in college. I mean, it does. You always want the better number, but in the NFL, it is paramount. So, in another example, that was Carolina, who we had we given out to our clients on a real live pick. They were minus four. We didn't take them in the contest because they were minus five in the contest. So that's an example of a stale line moving against us, right? We didn't. We wanted to take Carolina, but we're not going to take the worst number when there's a better number out there. So again, if we would have taken Carolina, we'd have been two, two, and one instead of three and two in the contest. So you can just see how much numbers matter, even mm-hmm. if it's not a key number, three and seven, four and five, that would have cost us a win, right? So you just don't play numbers if they're not your best. If it's not the best number available, right? Then it's you know what? Just say, hey, I like this team, but I like this number. I'm gonna pass. You know, no big deal. There's you, the the one advantage the the books have on you is that minus one ten, right? Yeah, but they can't make you play every game. So no. you don't have to play every game. That's the advantage That's right. that you have as a player. You play what you want to play. Exactly right. Hey, uh, before we get into the college games, uh, Cowboys are a three-point dog. At least they were uh, against the Chargers. How mm-hmm. do you see that? How, how, how does how does the model see that game? Uh, this is a split game uh, for us on this one. Uh, it was a split game last week against Tampa Bay. And I think the reason why wherever the whole other world was on Tampa Bay is because we were never that down on the Cowboys in our initial preseason rankings. And uh, because I just didn't believe that Dak wasn't going to be at least effective. Obviously, he was more than effective. He threw for 400 yards, whatever he did. I know pro football fo- focus didn't grade him as high as they normally do. Uh, but you know what? One game was one game, and he still, you know, he almost won a football game. So yeah, I wonder that, why they downgraded him a little bit because he only got like a seventy-eight, which still very good. Yeah, but it's not I, in the elite category. You're you're way more versed in the PFF uh, grades than I am. That's for sure. Uh, that's not really something I follow a lot of, but I do pay attention just to kind of see if my eyes are matching, you know, what their eyes are matching, just to make sure that I'm not seeing any kind of fool's gold or that I'm not being too critical uh, in certain situations as well. Uh, it kind of keeps bias from you know, kind of creeping in at all. So I like, that's the reason why I like PFF is I don't think they have any bias, but I mean, to me, again, the charge, that was the most impressive win was the chargers, but the Cowboys might've been the most impressive cover, you know, of the entire weekend. So I don't, I don't think that, you, I mean, you get to slot upgrade the chargers. 
the numbers didn't upgrade the Cowboys at all uh, just because, you know, they were helped out by all the turnovers and they, they weren't really that efficient, especially on defense. They were pretty putrid, actually. Uh, but, you know, the, not, the line was two and a half. And the same lines that we gave you guys at the beginning or in that one segment it was minus two and a half before training camp. It's minus three. You're talking about half a point. You know, that half a point could be it for home field advantage at this point because now Vegas knows it is going to be full crowds. They're nuts. People are going crazy. That could just simply be from having a full stadium where Vegas didn't maybe know for sure before that half point could be nothing to do about the game yeah. at all. So I think it's one of those games, if you liked the Chargers before Sunday, then you still should like them. If you liked the Cowboys before Sunday, then you still should like them. And I don't think either game, either performance week one should alter your thinking at all in this game. All right, let's take a look at some college games then. Uh, Army against UConn. Army is laying 33, man. UConn <laughs> is creeping up into Kansas territory where you can't make the line big enough. Oh, they have surpassed our good Jayhawks in Kansas, yeah. Choppy. Since 2015, UConn is the worst ATS team in FBS with a cover rate of 33% against the spread covering. Now, so far this year, they've played two FBS teams. They're 0-2, despite being a dog, 0-2 ATS, despite being a dog of 27 and a half and 35. And if it wasn't, if that wasn't bad enough, they haven't scored a point yet, Choppy, against an FBS team. Not one point. So that is about as bad as it gets. Uh, and Army is what Army is. They're going to run the ball. They're going to be machines. They're going to continue to just do what they do. The only way I see Army not covering this game is if they you know, have a rash of turnovers. Yeah. But Army's only turned the ball over once in two games. UConn's only taken the ball away once in two games. So even as big as this line is, just like you said about Kansas, man, it's just not big enough. And this line should be about 40. And Army can run up a score without trying to run up the score. Because once that triple option gets rolling and your boys really don't have any, you know, Infinity play the game anymore, they're not going to stop running over you. So they're just going to keep coming. Now, and they don't throw the ball. So it's very low variance in their game plan. I, I like laying 33 with a low variance team against an absolutely horrible FBS team. Love it. Absolutely love it. Okay. How about Kansas State uh, plus two against Nevada? The K State's got a quarterback issue, right? They do. Their starting quarterback is out. So this is strictly a value play. I think think i think that we are on the sharper side of this uh a lot of people have already agreed with me in vegas on that because when the announcement was it, it was pretty much factor when the line was made uh kansas was plus three and it got bought down almost immediately to plus two i think that the quarterback in this situation is getting a little bit overvalued i you know i've seen some projections out there around four and a half to five points he's worth I don't know that he's worth that much in this offense. They're a running football team. That's what they do. Um, you know, they were 10th best in the country. YPA last year rushing the ball. Nevada doesn't stop the run. They were 109th last year. YPA defense and against the rushing. Now, Nevada does have a really good quarterback that throws the ball really well. Uh, that's uh, Carson Strong. Car yeah, Carson Strong. I think that's his name. I uh, apologize to the young man if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. Uh, and he looks really good so far this year. Uh, but they played one FBS school. They played Cal in Cal. They did go win that game as a road dog. K-State's played only one uh, FBS school. They hosted Stanford, and they beat them pretty soundly. And Stanford just went and ended Clay Helton's career at USC. Yeah. Now, 
every Saturday is a new Saturday. Nothing really translates. However, it looks a lot more quality of win now that Kansas, that Stanford went and did what they did to USC. So, you know, Stanford is able to play a good f- football game and K-State handled them pretty handily. So I think overall, I think we're just getting too much value on that starting quarterback. I do like K-State in this game. I like them to win the game anyway, just because sometimes styles make fights. And I think the style of this game is going to favor Kansas City. And Choppy, you know, you know, that Manhattan is a crazy, crazy place to go to on Saturday to play football. Uh, And K-State in the last, or since 2015, same time period, 13 and 6 ATS as a home dog. That's 64% of the time they cover when you come into Manhattan and you're supposed to be the big bad favorite. Yeah. We really like the Wildcats here. Yeah. Uh, I, that's a great stat. I, I, I like that as well. Uh, although I do think Nevada is not a bad team. Uh, no, they're, good. they're, they're yeah. a good team. I just don't know how good they are. And I think we're just putting too much onus on that quarterback position from yeah. K State. I mean, yeah, he's good, but he's not like he it's not like he's a top five quarterback in the country. So let's not go no. crazy. Yeah, that's true. Okay, finally, uh Pizza Money Parlay. We have got Army minus the 33. We have Kansas State on the money line, slight favorite there, or slight dog, I should say. Slight dog. At plus 105. Virginia Tech plus 125 and La Tech plus 395. That'll net you a cool 42 and a half to one odds on a four teamer. I mean, sounds good to me. You know, Man, uh, so sounds the K- good. The K State, you know, pitfall. If I'm right, if I'm right about that, you know, that's going to be a big one to get through. And then the La Tech, I don't know how they're catching, you know, 14 points against SMU. I mean, I know SMU's made some upgrades, but that's that's going to be a good game. I think. I think that. Uh, I think La Tech's a live dog in that one. Yeah, 42 and a half to one. Ten bucks pays you 425 dollars, baby. Let's go. Yeah, that sounds really, really spicy. There you go. <laughs> Army minus 33 against UConn, K-State money line, Vodtech plus 125 money line, LaTeX money line plus 395. We'll net you 42 and a half to one. Normally it's like a nine to ten to one odds on a four teamer. Bo, where can we find you on social media? You can find us at FGH Vegas on Twitter. Remember, super contest lines coming out before noon kickoff. You can find us at thefootballgloryhole.com, and you can find our podcast, The Football Glory Hole Podcast, anywhere. And I mean anywhere. You find podcasts. All right. I'm RJ Choppa. You catch me Monday through Friday on 105 through the fans. Sean, my, uh, Sean Shreve for myself, uh, 530 to 10, along with Troy Hughes, and at RJ Choppy on the Twitter thing. Plus, Saturdays from 11 to 3 on the BetQL network uh, on the Odyssey app. So check me out, please, myself and Ari Temkin. Uh, That'll do it for us here on the Football 401k. Till next week, let's win some cash, boys and girls.